Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from sevensistershomeschool.com and brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Sabrina, and I'm here with two friends today. I've got Vicki and Kim. We're all here together. We're all here together. And a bunch of you are here with us too, because we are doing an answers episode. So Mm -hmm. we have had some really cool questions posed to us on our various social media platforms, particularly Mm -hmm. in our Facebook group, Mm -hmm. which if you are not a part of that and you are active on Facebook, we would love to see you in the Seven Sisters Homeschool Facebook group because there's such good conversation that happens there. Mm -hmm. Lots of encouragement, some from us, your big sisters at sevensistershomeschool.com, but a whole lot of it from you guys for yeah. each other. It, yeah. each other. It's really wonderful. It feels like we all are seven sisters together, which is what our heart is, that we're in this together. That's yep. right. It's always That's been right. our goal. Yeah. Oh, and that includes any of you homeschool dads, because Mm -hmm. um, we're all about seventh siblings, too. And we know that in particular in the world, the way it is now with people working from home and with all kinds of changes in home and work structures, there are more and more and more homeschool dads. And we appreciate you. We respect you. And we love having seventh siblings. So there we go. So yes, hop into that Facebook group if you've not been there before. But for today, we are going to... Um, try to answer some questions that have been raised, particularly by high schooling parents, and um, particularly those looking toward the finish line, looking toward what's going to happen near graduation, what's going to happen after graduation, and um, how do you do that whole approaching the finish line season of homeschooling high school. So we've got some good questions there, and we're going to start off with a really big, broad one that's probably going to take up the bulk of the episode <laughs> because there's just so much there. It's, it's so yeah. good. So in various sets of words, we have heard the same basic question asked a lot, which is how do you get all of the academics done, all the learning, all the education, all the service hours, all the stuff that needs to be on the transcript so that they can go on to college. How do you get that done, but still enjoy and celebrate the freedom that you have in homeschooling, the fun that's supposed to go along Mm -hmm. with homeschooling, the Mm -hmm. individualized pieces of pursuing passions and interests and all of that. How do you balance the academic rigors of a good solid high school experience with the wonderfulness of homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to let one of you start off on that. How do you balance it? Because, you know, we've, we've all been through this with our kids. There's a world of things to explore. And there's so many cool things that, that it'd be nice for our kids to do. And there's these serious academics, like the, the kids have to have a transcript. You know, and they have to either be, you know, employed on the other side or go to college on the other side or be in the military and all these things they want to transcript. So we've got to do the real things to get them graduated. And so balancing out how we get it done and still have fun at the same time is important. So I can throw a couple ideas that we did together and then y'all, y'all can jump in there because we were blessed with a lot of our kids to be homeschooling in community. And that's how we all came to know each other. So some things that worked for my family and for, I think all of our families together is we had goals. Mm. So we started out like we wanted to know what we wanted our kids to have experienced and accomplished 
by the time they walk across that stage or the backyard and, you know, flip the tassel, as we say, you know, like they actually have accomplished high school, what kind of experiences educationally and otherwise we wanted them to have had. If we know that in mind, we can weed out some of the things that would be good, but not necessary for those goals. Like my, my kids generally, by and large, were academic competent, but only one of my five liked math. And you know, only one of them, him, who liked it, was actually very good at math. So what one of our goals was to concentrate on enough math to get them into college, but not waste any extra time on it. So they didn't do like honors level math. So when we were deciding levels, we went with what they needed to get graduated and get accepted into whatever, you know, colleges they were interested in. But they, you know, only my oldest did calculus or Mm pre-calc, you know, Mm -hmm. like we weren't going to do more academically in an area that they, I mean, we could have, we could have, but it would have taken so many hours and, you know, only a couple of my kids did physics because it wasn't, you know, like my, my math minded son, physics is a lot of math. So Mm -hmm. physics was fun for him. He did a college prep level because he didn't need physics for his college major. He didn't go do an honors level. My one of my other kids did it just because they were co-op friends who were doing it. And we did a level two physics where we were just having, you know, where you crash your your Hot Wheels cars against the wall and see which (laughs) ones bounce off to do a vector on it. So it was a it was a fun experience we did as a co-op. And it was a it was a transcript enrichment thing more than a, a like we got to get you into college. So so we chose our core courses to meet their needs. They did honors things in their areas, like you know honors language arts because all of my kids were leaning into the arts. Or like my my daughter who was a photography and graphic design major in college, she did extra credits not in honors language arts but in Um, electives in photography and art and, you know, the developing portfolios and things like that. So in doing that, that was a lot of talking. That's a lot of really good talking though. It is a lot of good information. Yeah. Yeah. But in doing that, what that did is it didn't waste any time doing academics that didn't advance the goal. And then that gave us more time to do the fun stuff. Like when one of our kids came on. Do y'all remember when we started ballroom dance classes? Oh my. And it's because yes. the kids came to us and they yep. said, you know, we've been going to these family weddings and people are dancing They're and so awkward. Like, yeah, we don't know what it is. It feels really bad, you know. And so we we ran into a um, a new homeschool family that owned a ballroom dance studio. And so oh. for I don't know, X number of weeks each year, they would one night a week, all the kids would get together and they would give this hilarious ballroom dance lesson and teach them the social skills of dance, you know, a dance situation. And uh, that's those kids who got to do that were so empowered for, I mean, it's not life-changing, but they could go to a wedding and not feel like that, you know? So, you know, it gave us time to do things like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually visited with a, uh, a homeschool family yesterday um, that my oldest and some of your youngers homeschooled with. 
And um, she is now early in her early 30s, and she is just rocking life in oh. a lot of ways. In that she has, she's a paramedic, and she she is also teaching a college. She's developed a college program to teach people to be paramedics. Oh, cool! And she is uh, so she's still riding an ambulance several shifts a month. And she's also uh, developing this course and teaching this course. And uh, apparently, I, I may not have all the details right, but, you know, like kind of market this course, you know, to other people. And she's, mm-hmm. so she's kind of changing the world of paramedicking, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and her, her mother and I were talking. She was one of those kids. I can vividly remember Vicky sitting down with her and then talking to me that she wanted to do everything and she wanted to do everything to the highest level, especially Mm -hmm. academically. And she wasn't making time for a social life. Yes. And this is actually what her mom shared the other day. She's like, I just want her to learn to sit and be, and to be content with something that's going well. So that's Mm -hmm. part of this whole process is yes, it's really challenging Mm -hmm. to figure out how to fit it all in. But the idea is we shouldn't fit all of it in yeah. that things that are still interesting to us will be interesting to us beyond high school. And we certainly need to cover the bases. We need to have those yeah. goals and we need to be able to follow some passions, but definitely trying to do it all is, is really a recipe for, uh, for some kind of overwhelming stress at the very mm-hmm. least. Mm-hmm. I, I can imagine who you are talking about. <laughs> you know who and I'm talking I remember about, sitting you? her down and having her do a time audit. Yes. And where she tracked what she was doing over the day for a couple of mm-hmm. weeks. And then she turned it into a pie chart and go like, like, is this how a healthy person will have their pie chart looking like X number of hours on schoolwork? And there was, yeah. there was no time for friends or yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. And so she readjusted her pie pieces and, uh, yeah. you know, had, had a little more success with a balanced lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. So let's, let's kind of pull this out for the, for the overview um, mm-hmm. of some of the principles, because you guys have given a lot of fantastic uh, specific applications too, mm-hmm. but I want to be sure that people who are more global thinkers are, yes. are getting that it is not best to level everything up because your mm-hmm. child does not have to be the best in all academic areas. Amen. There is not a degree of competition in a lot of Mm. things that we artificially introduce competition into. That was an incredibly awkward sentence and shame on me because (laughs) I'm supposed to teach (laughs) writing and literature analysis, boy, but I was talking, you're not speaking, writing, not writing. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I just said on paper, I would have fixed it. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. We artificially introduce competition into situations mm-hmm. where it doesn't naturally exist. And so if a child is doing high school level academics across the board, they're doing high school level academics across the board. Mm-hmm. And if they are doing higher level academics in areas where they have a reason to need that kind of rigor, that's absolutely what they should be doing. But it's mm-hmm. not because they're competing against mm-hmm. anybody else. And there is no standard of, well, the person with all honors credits wins. Right. That, that's not even true for getting into college. It's yeah. not true that mm-hmm. a transcript with all honors credits across the board is going to beat out another transcript of a well-rounded student who mm-hmm. has leaned into the subject areas for their major. Mm-hmm. So to teach our kids to not allow artificial competition to uh, rule their worlds. Uh, oh, that could still be blessing them when they're 50 or 70, mm-hmm. you know, that's a yeah. life 
that's a life thing there. Um, mm. Additionally, you're talking about the freedoms that come with homeschooling and the different ways to learn things. And um, mm-hmm. that I think is part of leaning into academic excellence in homeschooling, mm-hmm. specifically in homeschooling, is not forcing yourself to do the textbook framework, that, that model for everything. Awesome. Yes. Um, if there's, if there's a course that would really benefit, I'm, I'm thinking of this paramedic course that's being developed here somewhere, you know, <laughs> if there's someone who wants to be a nurse in college and they're leaning into anatomy and physiology and they have the chance to do something hands-on to go along with the memorization and the diagramming and the, all that stuff. Oh my goodness. That's what's so beautiful about homeschooling high school Mm -hmm. is that, that varied learning experience. So don't, don't buy into some, some goofy limitation that says, well, yes, but now this is high school and these are high school academics. So it should be primarily textbooks. That's what, that's, what's real learning. If you haven't believed that up until high school, you certainly don't need to start convincing yourself of it in high school. It's not true. There's so many wonderful Mm -hmm. ways to learn. So yeah. yeah. And even if you are doing a textbook, mm-hmm. feel free to, in, you know, take advantage of those enrichment opportunities. Adapt, Adapt yeah. what you're using. Mm. Yeah. You know, any, any publishers that, that I, are um, creating <laughs> adaptable homeschool, high school curriculum? I've heard those seven sisters are pretty good at it. <laughs> oh, seven sisters. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's why we're all, and you know, some of you, that's one of the questions we get. What do you mean adaptable? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you mean levels? What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. First of all, if you don't understand what we're talking about with levels of credits on a transcript, please just go to the blog at sevensistershomeschool.com and search the word levels transcript. Mm-hmm. And Vicki has put tons of uh, free information out there that will explain mm-hmm. this idea of a level two average, a level three college prep, whatever. What we mean when we say that we have created our curriculum at Seven Sisters to be adaptable is that we not only allow you to, we encourage you to make our curriculum fit your needs in your homeschool. Mm-hmm. And so if you have a kid who starts off on something and you say, yeah, we're going to do this for the college prep level. And you find as the year is going on that this is a really tough subject for them, that they're struggling or that they're overwhelmed with mm-hmm. other things in mm-hmm. life. It is okay to roll it back. And the instructions are right there in the curriculum. If you're using this at a level two average high school level, here are the requirements mm-hmm. and, and you can easily adapt it part way in. You can level up if you find that your kid is going, oh, I'm actually a pretty natural writer. And this essay thing is coming to me very naturally. Um, and you're thinking, wow, we could have a really cool. impressive credit on here. <laughs> yeah. what, how do we do that? How do we bump it up to an honors? The instructions are right there in the curriculum. Yep. How yep. to adapt mm. it to what you need. So mm. anyway, little, little sidetrack there. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. But it is, um, it is important. Academics in high school can feel overwhelming and it can feel like you could get this goofy idea. We have to get it right. We have one chance to get it right. And we can't leave any holes. Mm-hmm. And if a little voice in your head says that you smack that little voice right <laughs> upside the head, because there are always holes in yes. education. Mm-hmm. That's why we're lifelong learners. There's always something more to say, learn. Say it, say it again. Say it again. Yes. There are always holes in yes. education. And that is why we are lifelong learners. And you mm-hmm. do not have to be afraid that you're leaving holes mm-hmm. in your child's high school education. Yeah. All right. Let's shift gears a little bit. We talked, Vicki talked in particular a lot about wonderful co-op experiences for learning in high Mm -hmm. school that balance the academic rigor and the fun. But we have 
some of our seventh siblings who say, how do I find other homeschool families? Mm. How do I connect with other people? Mm. Okay. And how do I connect with the right people? Because not all co-ops are created equal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, some <my>. are <laughs> not a positive experience, yeah. unfortunately. So how, what can we, what can we do to um, help equip our, our seventh siblings to find other homeschool families and to have good experiences? All right, I started the last one. So when do you guys jump in next? I pick Kim. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I'm going to sort of tell Vicky's story. So, I'm so, well, no, I'll let Vicky tell Vicky's story. Um, but I got, gosh, I found other homeschool folks through our local homeschool organization. So you may have a state organization or a regional local organization. Go show up at a meeting, get involved. Um, that's how I met uh, Vicky, and that's indirectly how I met Sabrina. Um, so that's a great way. A lot of us, I, I would, this was not our case, but a lot of people, you might have homeschoolers at your church. So just ask around at your church. Is anybody there? I thought of one just a minute ago, public libraries, mm -hmm. homeschoolers mm -hmm. flock to public libraries, I think still even probably. Right. Um, so ask yeah. around at your library or, you know, ask your favorite librarian. If you, if you uh, hit up the library. And see That's if a, know our, our friend ideas. Latanya Moore was telling me on an episode we did sometime back about meeting other homeschoolers when they moved to a new town. And she said they went to the library and hung around in the library for a while and uh, were Smart. able just by presence, you know, connecting mm -hmm. with people. Nice. Smart. Smart. Yeah. Um, I mean, my first cooperative homeschool experience was with my biological sister and her kids, my nieces and my nephews. Cheaters. So that doesn't really count, I guess, in, in terms of encourage. I mean, you could try to talk one of your adult siblings into homeschooling mm -hmm. their kids too, so there that you, you could co-op together. But yeah. Um, so that was my first experience with it. But after that, it, it primarily grew out of there would be events, homeschool events, a geography fair, um, things mm -hmm. like that, that were held in our area mm -hmm. that you could just sign up to participate in. And in doing that and in showing up early, volunteering to come early to set up or volunteering to stay late and clean up, I got to know other families who had a similar service mindset, who had a similar um, sense of humor, work ethic, whatever. And, mm -hmm. and you would kind of, you would kind of almost do a little test drive by helping at someone else's event mm -hmm. at a singular event. So mm -hmm. you weren't committing to a semester or a full year, but you were getting a chance to kind of dabble mm -hmm. in it. That was another thing was um, to do very short-term things. So yes. there are one day service project things. There are one day or one week or whatever, artistic endeavors, music things, um, mm -hmm. all sorts of small places to sort of try a family out. And that sounds cold and it's not. Mm -hmm. Very few of us are, are about just randomly picking someone, marrying them and, and making oh, a family, yeah. you know, and it's, yeah. it's okay to get to know somebody before you marry them. And it's a really good idea to spend a little time with another homeschool family before you commit to, wow, my science for my kids is now tied to this mom who's teaching the class for this whole year mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's not going well. Mm -hmm. And now what do I do? You know, not only do I have the, the relational dynamics to work with, but I have academic changes that I'm going to have to make. So little, little things is a great way to, to do test runs. Um, I also think that we would be idiots, especially because we are ebook publishers to not talk about the internet. Mm -hmm. So um, mm -hmm. there is so much homeschool community via social media. 
Yeah. Just, just putting the right hashtag on your Insta posts. If you're on Instagram, it mm-hmm. is a great way to start finding like-minded people. And there mm-hmm. in particular post 2020, there are more and more and more online classes and online mm-hmm. groups and book clubs and uh, science lab groups and all who are just doing everything virtually. Yeah. So you don't have to be able to find somebody locally in your community who's a good fit and who has the same age kids and the same kind of academic goals. Mm-hmm. You, you can go with virtual community and it is so much richer than it was just three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just We've had to learn how to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those are and those count. Those are real. Yes. I, mm-hmm. I did. I taught an online course a few years back and uh that it was a live course. So the students were interacting with me and with each other in that live setting and they were made friends with each other and, you know, would, would then, you know, make friends offline and talk to each other. That counts. That counts. And for us moms, you know, to join mm-hmm. like the seven sisters homeschool Facebook group that we make friends. We have so many digital friends uh, that, that, you know, like I have never met in real life but they are very good friends to me and we pray mm. together online mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. in an emergency situation, they'll send me a text and mm-hmm. like yep. th- these things are, you know, it's a gift that God gave us for this time. And so yeah. not to discount that. Sometimes you can also find um, like Facebook groups for your local area. Mm-hmm. So like in mm-hmm. our area, there's a homeschool Delaware Facebook group mm-hmm. where you can say, hey, I'm in this area looking for field trips together or mm-hmm. co-ops together. And so you can dabble. Yeah, I was I was going to piggyback on your thing, Sabrina, and say field trips are a great mm-hmm. way, I think, to get to know folks, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was one other thought I had. Oh, with with co-ops and field trips and things like that, just be really open and communicative with one another about what your goals are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Back to some of the stuff we said in the first yeah. part yeah. of this. Yeah. 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 You got to have goals before you can communicate them well. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to have goals. Got to have yeah. goals. And when yeah. struggle with goal setting, go to seven sisters, homeschool.com, oh, yeah. <laughs> search the blog for posts on goals. Yeah. It's so hard for some people to get started with goals and that's okay. Yeah. If you are one okay. of those people where you don't think that way mm-hmm. easily, let let a homeschooling big sister talk you through the goal setting yeah. process because like, man, it will, it will empower everything else in your homeschool mm-hmm. high school experience. Mm-hmm. If you have your goals articulated on. Yeah, paper. absolutely. And there's all these free posts there at seven sisters. So yes. And lots, another lots. thing I could encourage is that when you do find like a field trip, you could take your kids on and you're the new kids on the block to arm yourself and your kids with the social skills of meeting new people mm-hmm. because a, a lot of our American culture these days doesn't doesn't have social skills they don't that was bad grammar you know if you've ever been you know new in an area and attended you know you're looking for a church and you go and nobody says hi or anything like is that that our American culture doesn't teach grace classes. Like, you know, when, when I was a kid, you would go to grace classes and learn how to, you know, have a conversation, you know, and introduce yourself. So what, what I always would tell our kids before we got out of a car to, to go to a new thing 
is that they were going to put on a role. We're all going to have a role to play. And our role is to be with sometimes we call a facilitator or the friendly person. And so what we do, even though we're all introverts and we, so a friendly person has a, a Mona Lisa smile, their shoulders back and their chin up. And if they're near someone, they ask their name. Hi, I'm so-and-so, what's your name? And they need to have three questions that they could ask. And then to, to, to introduce like being a new person doesn't mean you have to wait to be spoken to because most Americans are sitting there biting their fingernails and not introducing themselves, even though they may be the old timers. That's not just a homeschool thing. That's in a national yes, thing. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so we, we say, let, you know, you be the friendly person, you be the facilitator and have you, you know, like, have you homeschooled long? You know, like, what do you like about this group? Have you ever been to this place before? You know, so some simple questions. And then when someone talks to them and asks them a question to answer and add something. So not yes or no, but, you know, like, you know, I have, are you new to homeschooling? Yes, we just started this year. That's a whole conversation there. And when you go home, you, you have the experience of having actual made connections rather than just survived a horribly uncomfortable event. Excellent. So, wow. Yes. Mm -hmm. Social skills. We need to do a whole episode on social skills. It's been quite a while since we've mm -hmm. talked about it. We, we have yeah. some way back there in the archives, mm -hmm. but yeah. All right, let's wrap it out with this one. So um, wrap it out wrap it up. We're People having a hard time today. With it. <laughs> I'm really not a rapper. So. <laughs> oh, wow. How do we help our kids find a real job after high school? Ooh. Oh, wow. Can I go first this time? You go I'm... first, Sabrina. It's your turn. Absolutely. Okay. I think that we should start by defining real job because mm -hmm. the world is radically different than mm -hmm. it was when even the youngest seventh sibling listening to this podcast, if you're old enough to have kids and you're even thinking about homeschooling, then mm -hmm. you are old enough that the world is very, very different yeah. at high school graduation than mm -hmm. it was when you were doing it. So to look back to what your experience was, what, what constituted a real job? Mm. What constituted a job where you made enough money that you could have a roommate and get an apartment? Yeah. It's not the same world, guys. No. It's not. Mm -hmm. Economically, it is so very different. And housing costs are so very different. And mm -hmm. the wage mm -hmm. available to skilled jobs mm -hmm. is not mm -hmm. what you expect it's going to be. So mm -hmm. I think I think that's our starting point. I think to, to talk with our kids about what a real job means is a job that has room for you to grow. Mm -hmm. that requires skill and requires you to keep acquiring new skills to keep, you know, learning more stuff so that there's a place to move up, not mm -hmm. even necessarily within the same company, but are you in a field where you can go someplace with this? Mm -hmm. And then it's a job where you are working hard and being responsible and looking for opportunities to bring something Mm -hmm. to the team, to whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm just going to use him as an example because he would be thrilled with it because actually he's going to write an article. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> see if we want to release it as a white paper or something from Seven oh. Sisters. But one of my sons who is now 30 has been in the restaurant industry for years mm -hmm. and he loves it. Mm -hmm. And he is not a multimillionaire, nor is he ever going to be one. But what he is, is he's a filmmaker and a photographer and a writer. Mm -hmm. And he wanted a job that would be a real job 
um, where he could make enough money to be like an actual grown up, you mm-hmm. know, not just failure to launch, which is what all of us parents are afraid of <laughs> that we're going to have kids who fail to launch, but where he would also have a degree of freedom mm-hmm. to be able to go on shoots and mm-hmm. to be able to do some funky, weird hours now and again, and to, to have a different kind of lifestyle than a lot of people go for. And that is a real job because mm-hmm. he makes good money and he has mm-hmm. his own car and he has all his own bills and he is in solid financial standing. And he also has made the decision to house share mm-hmm. with several other people because he doesn't want to be bound to a really expensive, he's not about prestige in where mm-hmm. he lives and he's not about a ton of privacy. He's a very social guy. And so He's got multiple roommates and they share a house and that keeps expenses down. But he has found that the restaurant industry, if you understand it, when you come into it, can be a really great place to work. Mm -hmm. And it is not the dead end experience that a lot of people talk about of having worked in fast food or having been a server someplace while they were in college and they hated it and Mm -hmm. it felt like a dead end and whatever. And that that's true for a lot of people, but it's because they're not intentionally coming in to work in the restaurant industry. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's a degree of understanding there. So there are a lot of things that are real jobs that as parents, we may be a little bit afraid, like, is this really going to go anywhere though? Can this count? I have another son who works in a factory, loves, loves, loves what he does, Mm -hmm. loves Mm -hmm. what he does. And a lot of people would hate his job, but it's such a good fit for him. Mm -hmm. So should I have pushed him into, I would be miserable working in a factory. Should I have pushed him into something that I would have been comfortable in? No, I don't think so. I think it's a whole lot more important that he's working in a job that he feels proud of and willing to, you know, to learn. So anyway, to, to find real job, that's my. Well, that, and, and yeah, see, and that, that emphasizes what we always say, there's not one right way. And mm-hmm. if we don't allow we do say society's that. competition to tell mm-hmm. us like, oh, you can't work in the restaurant industry or at a factory and be a success in life. Yes, you can do whatever because there's not mm-hmm. one right way. God did not right. design only some jobs that matter. Mm-hmm. Like whatever we do, if God gives it to us to do, if we're faithful stewards, he will give us accomplishment in that and ideas for whatever he wants us to do as we go along. So like that, that to get the the snobbishness out of like yes yeah. you have to have a mm-hmm. what, what's a real job you know so. yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. funny my 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 son who's the factory worker okay the, the company that he works for designs the honeycomb metal structures that make the inside of airplane wings okay now i am somebody who travels a lot on mm-hmm. airplanes and my son teases me and he'll you know i'll be heading off to the airport for another flight out somewhere and he'll be like you better be hoping that i designed the wings on that plane you're getting on because I do it right. He the, he knows stuff. He uses all this vocabulary and all this math that I don't mm-hmm. begin to understand because this mm-hmm. is an incredibly intricate process. Mm-hmm. If you had asked me before he began working there a couple of years ago, what did I think about that? I would think, oh my gosh, it sounds so boring. Mm-hmm. But when you hear him but talk about it, dude, it's not boring. Mm-hmm. And it's not really, it's mentally challenging as well as physically challenging. And socially because you're working as a team and, and all. So it, it, there's a, there's a whole lot of jobs that you probably don't know anything about as a parent because you've never actually been there mm-hmm. and you need to encourage your kid to explore things mm-hmm. that are interesting to them and to learn. Cause you, you are probably not the best source of information about a job that you've never worked. 
an industry mm-hmm. that you've never been a part of, you know? So encourage them to talk to people who are in that field. This is kind of bringing up another shameless plug here that I just can't let go by. Um, Cause many times I have taught Vicky's career exploration course, and it's a great course to do on your own. It's a super good course to do in a co-op or a class. And that's exactly the kind of stuff Sabrina is talking about. Your son did all that on his own after he graduated, when he mm-hmm. learned about this field and he became really interested in it. And he, he just lights up when he talks about it. Yeah. It's so cool. And there are so many jobs, as you were saying, Sabrina, regardless of what age each of us sisters and brothers are, there are so many jobs that didn't even exist five years ago or 10 yes. years ago. And there are so many jobs that will exist in five or 10 years that don't exist right now. Um, so we definitely need to think about flexibility and adaptability. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We just keep tying back into our brand today. Don't we? This is not intentional friends. If you're listening to this, we do not plan this stuff out, but the reason that our curriculum looks like this is because this is what we look like. And so if you're listening to this podcast and you've asked our opinions on things, there's a, yeah. a, a theme. <laughs> There's well, a theme and, that runs and, through it. You know, we vetted these things on our kids and our, our local homeschoolers, you know, over the gazillion, gazillion years. And they let us know, you know, what's, mm-hmm. what works for them and not. But, you know, some practical things that we can give our kids while they're in high school is to help them develop an experiential resume. Because a, a lot of kids, you know, will have volunteer work, but not much in the way of real jobs, you know, mm-hmm. when they graduate high school, but all their experiences matter. And there's a way to capture that on a resume. And oh, mm-hmm. by the way, at Seven Sisters Homeschool, <laughs> we have a little cheapy freebie. I mean, it's not freebie, it's, it's very expensive. On <laughs> very expensive lesson. And interview skills, you know, like, mm-hmm. like they will have a job interview and, you know, when, when I talk to employers, it, when I'm doing my coaching hat, you know, sometimes they will tell me that, you know, people come to an interview with their pajama pants on, you know, oh. like, so if you give them some basic skills, oh, yes, at Seven Sisters Homeschool, we've got blog we posts, we've got, there's things in the store on how to do interviews, like there's really is, we've been through yeah. this. And yeah. if you mm-hmm. give your kids some basic tools compared to the preparation of the rest of the world. Like they are so far ahead and they just shine like superstars. So, okay. So cute, cute little life story before we wrap this up. But uh, the the son who's in the factory now was working a dead end job in food service, not the restaurant track. I understand. And I want to be in the restaurant industry, Mm -hmm. but the dead end miserable Mm -hmm. food service job. And there was an open hiring event for this company and he went to it and uh, he was talking to the hiring representative and the guy clearly liked him okay but they got near the end of the interview and he said you know what else would you like for me to know about you which is a really common question for an interviewer to ask Mm -hmm. and Jonah was ready for it he was ready for it because he had done career exploration and interview (laughs) skills and all this stuff and he put his shoulders back and had his chin up and looked this guy in the eye and he said I know that when you look at my resume you do not see the on the job, um, he said it better than this, but anyway, you don't see the kind of work that we're talking about, but what you do see is a dedication and a commitment to my employer that I will bring and I will rock your world if you hire me. 
I will work so hard and I will make you proud. And the guy told him when he got his first promotion a year later, he said, I got to tell you, you looked me in the eye. You said that. I thought, "Uh uh-huh, we'll see. But you did. You rocked it. You've been great. And he (laughs) got, you know, and it was just so cute that his, that his hiring guy like remembered that. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just schmooze because he was really saying, look, no, I don't have a background in in metalwork, but I have a great work ethic. And I have a desire to learn and I have an enthusiasm and you can count on me. I will show up and I will learn and I will work. And um, that's that kind of stuff. It's so much more important than mm-hmm. we often think when we're trying to get through an algebra two lesson, when we're trying to do French homework, when we're trying to, you know, read Les Miserables with our kids, like the, yeah. the academics, they're really important, but oh my, the other stuff. Mm-hmm. really important too. Yeah. Well, and that stuff paid off for your son big time over the past year and a half, because several of our kids were in jobs where they were new in jobs. My, my daughter, similar, and they made it through round and round of layoffs as their mm-hmm. companies had to downsize and downsize and downsize yep. because of their character, who they yeah. were and what they were bringing to their company. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great note to end on, isn't it, ladies? Yeah, I, I think that's I think mm-hmm. that's some of the best encouragement that we could give any of our seven siblings is to understand the value of character and to understand mm-hmm. the value of experience and to understand the value of friendships and relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, these things are also equipping our kids for success after high school. Mm-hmm. And if that means that we ramp back a bit on the academic rigor in a particular area of coursework that is not central. To, to what they're going to be doing after high school. That's mm-hmm. a really wise choice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to give them that space um, to lean into mm-hmm. some of these other areas that are going to yeah. be just as important. Yeah. You can do it and you can do it in whatever way is the best fit for your family. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So be encouraged. Yep. If you've been feeling frustrated or afraid, be encouraged. You got this. You really can Mm -hmm. do this. Mm -hmm. And we are there to help cheer you on your way. So if you have not been there yet, please feel free to visit our website at sevensistershomeschool.com. There are so many blog posts there, all wonderful, free, practical strategies, advice and encouragement, community resources, and then a whole ebook store full of digital PDF curriculum, mostly high school, mostly fun. And a little bit of middle school, a little bit of elementary and always expanding. And so we would love for you to check those things out. Check us out on social media. If you're not a part of that yet, we all do well when we hear each other's stories, Mm -hmm. when we learn from each other's journey. So please share what's working in your homeschool or what you're struggling with and be a part of a community that is um, building each other up and equipping each other. And I think that's going to be it for today, but we hope that you will join us for future episodes of the Homeschool High School Podcast from sevensistershomeschool.com and brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. 